So, dear Lord, it's been a while since we've hooked up with Gary Dick for InsideIndianaBusiness.com. Everyone's been a little bit busy, but Gary Dick joins us right now, InsideIndianaBusiness.com, on Twitter at IIB. You can find him personally at Gary Dick, G-E-R-R-Y, at Gary Dick, on the, the Twitter box right there. And can we discuss the massive redo of Gamebridge Fieldhouse, it, it used to it used to be uh, whatever it was before Banker's Life Fieldhouse, and it was something before uh, uh, that. Uh, it was another field. It's always been a fieldhouse, though. Three hundred and sixty million dollars, Gary Dick. This is a statement type of renovation. Yeah, no question about it, uh, Tony. It's been three years uh, in the making, as you say, three hundred and sixty million dollars. It's actually the second largest second biggest uh, renovation in NBA history behind uh, only Madison Square Garden. And it is, it is largely done now. They had the Pacers Fan Jam on Sunday. They've got a big uh, event tonight for fans to come in and check out uh, art displays that are throughout uh, Gainbridge Fieldhouse, some 60 uh, art installations throughout uh, that uh, really depict, uh, quote-unquote, the art of the game, if you will. So it is a transformation, everything from the entry pavilion when you walk in, all new seats throughout, uh, concessions, virtually every aspect of the field house uh, has been changed by this uh, by this renovation. But what does it mean for for fan experience? What does it mean for player experience? What does it mean for uh, sales? Did they add more seats? Have they created an experience that will try and get people to spend more money there? What was the real purpose of the reno? Yeah, I, I think uh, all of the above. And if you ask uh, the Pacers Sports and Entertainment, they will talk about Herb Simon's desire to make sure the Pacers are in Indianapolis uh, for the next 25-plus years. They signed an extension uh, with uh, with the city and uh, to, to uh, you know keep the team here, if you will, with these uh, renovations. So I think it's a, a number of things. One, fan experience. And I think uh, from the look and feel of the field house, it is going to be uh, different. As, as I mentioned, new seating. Uh, there's a, an interesting uh, – element they created on the uh, the top level or third level if you will standing room only area they've added glass where you can in that standing room only area look out uh, over the indianapolis skyline also look down on action uh, inside uh, down in the bowl uh, there at the field house so some interesting aspects there and the technology is another piece that they're really uh, focused on or have been focused on in this renovation uh, in this uh, this project uh, cashless uh, concessions uh, essentially and there's a real feeling they feel that that can can make that uh, that uh, time at the concession stand much less, much quicker, so you can get back and see see the action. So, so I, I think as folks go to games there and, and concerts, and I only had uh, Post Malone. I think was actually the first event at the the, uh, the Fieldhouse uh, since these big renovations. Uh, the fans will see uh, you know a lot of different uh, elements. And the one thing I should mention is outside the Fieldhouse. They'll notice that too. Still under construction, and part of this is this bicentennial Uni- Unity Plaza, which is a big gathering place that is being created as, as part of this going to be very dramatic. Uh, when you look at it, there's going to be a, a community basketball court that can be switched into uh, a skating rink that is larger than the one in Rockefeller center, New York city. So uh, a lot of elements both inside and outside the, uh, the field house. 
Talking to Gary Dick inside IndianaBusiness.com on Twitter at IIB. Uh, there's a lot of opportunity for growth in, in the city. Of course, uh, you have, uh, the, I think it's the Simon Group going for the, that new hotel project as we're discussing uh, across the street. You've seen some of the growth out there. There's uh, uh, thoughts about how we're going to redo the Circle Center Mall and what can that be. Have we uh, changed where the center of of downtown Indy is with this renovation? Is it now uh, that that area off Maryland? Is, is it uh, the the Field House, or is it always uh, the the Circle itself, which is in need of? Uh, opportunity. It's in need of, of, of a makeover. You know, Anthem was there yeah. and there were people like, we should throw Anthem out. I was like, you can't throw somebody out if they're paying rent. But now that they're out, what can you do with that part of, of the building, never mind the rest of what's on the circle? So is the objective to kind of move the center a little bit further south, or is the objective to have all these unique areas? Yeah, it's an interesting question, and perhaps you will see a little shift uh, to the east, I think a lot of it will determine uh, will depend upon what happens with Circle Center, uh, which uh, that once dynamic a place that has uh, certainly fallen on hard times and is, uh, it, it has become uh, r- really a, uh, a challenge for the city. A lot of effort. We expect to hear something before long about redevelopment plans for Circle Center. But I think if you look at this Fieldhouse project, there are a lot of uh, folks who suggest that this can be or this will be a spark for uh, enormous activity. You mentioned uh, the project right across from the field house, the old CSX building, a $250 million project, a hotel, uh, residential living retail right across the street. You look at redevelopment plans are going to be uh, talked about very soon regarding the city market, the city county building, uh, the Signia uh, Hotel, uh, Hilton Hotel and Pan Am Plaza. And then uh, you look at uh, Georgia Street and uh, what's going on with uh, with the mall, what will go on with the mall, big question mark there. So if you add all of those together, that's literally billions of dollars in potential uh, economic impact and projects and those types of things that can serve as a, a, a as a, maybe a stimulus uh, for the city uh, to get downtown uh, back to where it was because I think uh, you know there are a lot of people very concerned about where downtown is now you know what's happening downtown and the direction of uh, of the city. Let's uh, change gears a, a little bit. You got a bunch of things going on there uh, at InsideIndianaBusiness.com IIB on the, the the Twitter box right there. And one of them is a, the story about Grace College. I got to admit, I know very, very, very little about Grace College. Uh, Grace College and seminary. So I'm like, okay, maybe that's a reason I know very, very little about Grace College. <laughs> they are for people of certain incomes are eliminating tuition altogether. What's their play and how is that even possible? Yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah, Grace College and Seminaries up in Kosciuszko County, which is the heart of uh, the orthopedics uh, area, orthopedics capital of the world. Very small uh, religious institution, one of the 30 plus private schools, private institutions around the state. And I think, uh, you know, Grace, like other institutions, are looking at ways to continue to attract students, to keep students there and to attract students. Uh, and, and cost, we all know cost continues to be uh, a top priority for parents uh, everywhere. So this is, I think, their their answer to that. 
and uh, whether it's being uh, funded through uh, the philanthropy or you know some of their fundraising initiatives that they have had, I don't know. But I think it's a great example of what institutions are looking at. You know, Purdue has gotten a lot of attention in Mitch Daniels' tenure there and keeping uh, tuition um, essentially frozen for the last number of years, 10 years, 12 years, whatever that, that number is. Um, and I think, Grace, this is another example of uh, institutions trying to be creative. You, the, the the governor was just in in Europe trying to bring more business yep. uh, to the state of, of Indiana. With one of the things I, I've never had a problem with uh, the governor doing. Um, has there been thoughts on the success of this trip, or is it one of those things you don't know until you know? Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. It's a relationship building uh, a trip uh, to Germany and Switzerland, and on that trip, meeting with. with potential new investors that might be interested in, in investing in the United States, but also uh, kind of sealing up and uh, solidifying relationships with big existing um, uh, companies. Roche, for example, Roche Diagnostics uh, visited the, uh, the parent company uh, in, uh, in Basel uh, while they were on that trip. So uh, these are the kinds of things that uh, are part and parcel. You know, it used to be Taking a, a, a trip overseas to Asia, wherever it might be, you know, it happened maybe a couple of times a year. But now we're living, obviously and have been living in a global economy. This is this is part and part, parcel of doing business and getting uh, getting investment from uh, from around the globe.